Welcome to Gamerheads Podcast. From AAA titles to indie releases, we bring you honest reviews, sometimes funny banter, and genuine discussion about what's going on in the gaming industry today. On this episode, we're talking about our favorite Xbox and PlayStation exclusives we hope to see return for next gen, and which console we're going to buy first. If we ever find one. I don't think they exist. You know nobody with a PlayStation 5. It ain't real. Not getting one for Christmas. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Gamerheads. I'm Tim, and joining me this week is Phil. Hey, thanks for having me. And Matt. Hello again. Hey, welcome guys. Glad to be here. Um, me, me too. I kind of felt like I was signing off as I said thanks for having me, because that's usually <laughs> what I say when I'm leaving. It's like, hey, thanks for having me. But uh, apparently that's how I'm starting this week, so this should be fun. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a blast. <laughs> Uh, today we're going to be uh, celebrating the launch of the new uh, consoles this week, and we're going to go back and talk about our favorite exclusives throughout the generations of the Xbox and the PlayStation. But before we get into that, Phil, what have you been playing? I've actually had a pretty slow couple of weeks as far as playing games because I just I get stuck in this rut of all that I do is play Overwatch, Rocket League, MLB The Show, repeat ad nauseum. I did branch out a little bit because I have to, otherwise I drive myself insane and just get angry about the competitive nature of everything that I play. And I started playing A Night in the Woods for the other show that I'm on, the Nindy Focus podcast, which I had really mixed feelings about. And finally this week, I just gave up on it. I, I can't do it anymore. No. It, the game is absolutely boring me to tears. I can't relate with anything that's happening in it. And I finally just quit and said, I need to play something else because this is, it's not moving fast enough. I've really been in a mood to play like, I'll call them walking simulators lately, like narrative-driven stories without too much action. I just want to be told a story. And I thought maybe that would be one that I would enjoy after having played Oxenfree and and a couple of other games that were more so narrative-driven. And so I decided to check that out, and it, it wasn't worth my time. I know some people absolutely love and adore it. It's really cute. It sounds good. It plays good. But there's just the story does nothing for me. I don't know. Have either of you guys fiddled around with that game at all? I have not. I have not either, but just just looking at it, I I agree. I <laughs> I'm just going to face value assumption of this would not be a game that I enjoy. I also like those uh, online competitive games. Um, that's the only thing that really, I guess, like stimulates me consistently is like a good online matchmaking. And mm-hmm. I don't know, yester. I mean, uh, yeah, yestermar. No, not yestermar. What was it called? Oxenfree was a yep. was a good game. Yeah, but I can't have too many of those in a row. No, and, and it helps when the narrative's there and drives you as well, where there's something intriguing that keeps pulling you back to want you to keep playing, like unveiling or unraveling some kind of a mystery or finding out where the story's going. Where in this, it's just not there at all. It's like it, it, you drop out of, you dropped out of college and you come back to your hometown and start hanging out and like you're just kind of chilling with your friends and you randomly find an arm. But then like three chapters later, nothing's come about of this arm that's been found in town again. And it's just like, okay, there's nothing here that's really pushing me to want to keep playing it. So after I gave up on that, I decided I wanted to go back. And uh, this is actually kind of a fitting game that I, I started playing again because it was one time a Sony exclusive that is now no longer a Sony exclusive. And I started playing Crash Bandicoot 4. Nice. I absolutely adored the first three Crash Bandicoot games. I know the ones after that kind of fell off. But my time that I've spent with this one feels very much so like the old school Crash games. And I'm automatically in love with it. And I look forward to putting more time into it. It's got that same feel that the old Crash does of just being like, 3D retro platforming, collectathons, and I can I can get lost in those games for days. And it's going to happen with this one too. Uh, the addition of the mask that kind of give you different powers has been a nice little 
nice little touch to it as well. But then it makes me question how old my fingers are because I can't use three of them at the same time. Like I used to be able to 20 years ago in the Crash franchise was oh, nice no. and fresh and new. Like there's a, the first mask that you get, like you can kind of like shifts in time almost. So like as you're platforming, you have to press right trigger or Y to get the platform in front of you to appear to get the one that you're on to disappear. So you're doing it mid jump and my fingers are just going like, dude, you work with your hands for a living, man. They're starting to hurt on you. You can't do this kind of stuff as quick as you used to be able to, but it's been good fun. Like there's, you get bonuses for collecting all of the apples and all the boxes and time trials. And if you can complete it in under three lives, I'm going to put a lot more time into this game. And I almost wish Christian was here tonight because I think he platinumed it. I wanted to talk to him about that, but there's always next week. I'm willing to bet he did platinum it. <laughs> I'm willing to bet he did too. This was one of the, like, you know, I have a little section here of my notes about games that I have wanted to come back and that have started making a rise in the Crash Bandicoot series is one of those that I've really enjoyed and, and liked over the years. So yeah, it's very fitting that you played this uh, with this episode. Yeah, Crash 4 is definitely well worth your time if you enjoyed the old ones. So Matt, what have you been playing? Uh, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Rocket League. I mean, the same consistent rotation of games that I'll play some Halo, play some Rocket League. But the one game that I, I want to talk about is a game on the Switch, and I believe it's on PlayStation as well, Yestermorrow. Have either okay. one of you heard about this one? I've heard of it, yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. it's a single-player 2D platformer, and, and you play as this girl named Yui. And during her village's uh, Ceremony of Light, dark forces called shadows like attack and Yui's father sends her off to contact the four guardians of light on each of the four islands like in her world um, in order to repel the shadows and and save i guess you know the world from uh, being in a perpetual darkness right so she sets off but she doesn't make it in time um, so so flash forward Yui discovers these pillars um, in her world that actually give her the ability to travel back in time prior to the attack of the shadow. So Yui sets off time traveling, jumping back and forth between pre-attack and present day oh. um, to try to save the world and her family who are being oh. held by these shadows. It's a really, a really awesome concept. I had a lot of hype for this game coming into it, but, and I think there's a good platformer in there somewhere, but it is just really hidden behind some performance issues that are just really oh, hard to look no. uh, to look look at past. So, yeah, there's some moments of some really intense like flea, uh, screen flickering. Mm. It's oh. only in certain levels, though. It's not a constant, uh, but it's certain certain levels, certain times. Um, there are also some issues with frame rate, and it drops, and it's it's very laggy to the point where it's really hard to time some jumps. So this is a very the, the movement and controls remind me of Celeste. There's a okay. double jump, oh, yep. a dash. Um, you have a little like bomb um, capability, but you really have to. It's a it's a lot of parkour navigation of levels, jumping, swinging from ropes, hanging onto a chain, jumping off of walls. And unfortunately, when the the frame rate drops, it's really hard to get that timing down. But all in all, I mean, I thought it was a a really great designed game. It's it's not pixelated, but the characters are kind of blocky. Um, it just kind of gives it that look. But there's some really nice detail. Like you can see water ripples in waterfalls as they fall down. When Yui is jumping around, you see her hair like whipping in behind her. It's some really nice little subtle details. It's just, it's hard to overlook the the performance issues. 
Um, well, and especially if you're trying to do some tight platforming and all of a sudden it starts chugging on you, it makes it, it makes it virtually impossible if the chug exactly. is too bad to start sticking some of those tight jumps. Yeah. I mean, you just turn off the game and turn it back on and hope that it's just, you know, a moment of just overperformance and that it can kind of level itself out and get past it. And, and it does help eventually, but it's kind of uh, disheartening to try to make it through a game like that. Now there have been several updates um, that they've been pushing out. I haven't gone back to those certain levels to see if it's fixed the the f- screen flickering at certain points, but it does look like they're they're trying to work out some of the issues that they're experiencing. It's hard to recommend now, but if those issues are fixed, I think it's worth picking up for the story at least. Um, okay. I, I would say it's very similar. It's like the Switch's Horizon Zero Dawn, right? Mm-hmm. Where there's a female main character setting out to discover the you know her world that she hasn't seen before and like save humanity i mean it has that same kind of feel to it that same story it's really well developed story i feel like and and hopefully mm-hmm. those issues can be uh, resolved and kind of iron out the game a little bit more have you noticed since the patches have started rolling out if like you're not seeing as much performance issues since they've happened uh yeah i really only had i would say some serious frame drop at like maybe one or two points in the game unfortunately okay. it's been like key points of the game i think it's just a lot of stuff going on the screen a lot of movement um, a lot of animation just really kind of overloads um, right but you know it's not all riddled i wouldn't say it's not you know swiss cheese coding <laughs> here that needs some some major work i think that i think it'll get there and i really hope it does because i uh i think it, you know it's a really small indie title uh and and i really hope that it kind of becomes the game that i know that's in there not to be too like mushy mushy about this game, but uh, you know, I hope it's uh, I hope it gets it all worked out. Yeah, absolutely. It's all I've been playing. Well, I guess that leaves me and I've actually played more than just overwatch this week. Um, so, but I did, we're play all overwatch. very proud of you, Tim. Thank you. Well, I am going to mention overwatch because I did get to play overwatch with Phil on Halloween. Actually. <laughs> that wasn't we, Halloween, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. That was a fun night. Yeah, it was. We, yeah, we uh we had some good rounds and it wasn't completely running into a brick wall, so I definitely <laughs> had time. It always helps when you got teammates that are there to communicate with you. That's right. Um but other than that, I I tried playing tonight and had two miserable rounds and stopped pretty quickly. So yep. but I tried the Age of Calamity uh demo. How um, was it? It was awesome. It was really cool, like and what sold me on it was knowing that what that whatever progress I made was going to be carried over to the actual full version. So that's basically why I did it. It's very Breath of the Wild. Like you got the map. It's got like side quests where when you do the different levels, you unlock different materials, either they're monster parts or scripts or whatever, and you trade those in and you can open up shops and uh, put cooking into the mix where you can make kind of like Breath of the Wild where you can cook. The cooking can give you buffs through the levels. But basically, if you guys have played any of the Dynasty Warrior-esque um, games, it plays it, it plays just like that. It's just run in and just hack and slash everything and you know with objectives too is it the endless waves like the old dynasty warriors games were too because i played dynasty warriors two three and four so heavily because it was just mindless button mashing fun of just mowing down people um there's a lot of that but it's it these games make 
you actually, you have objectives, like it'll tell you to make sure, you know, like to do this, go here, a map comes up and it'll be like, go to this location to activate this and go to this. But, but then that's where this uh, strategy comes in. You end up, you can end up controlling multiple characters and whoever you're not controlling the computer is, you can open up a map and tell like this game, you, you in chapter one, it's three characters. It's Link, Zelda, and and Impa. And you can tell them to like, if whoever you're not controlling, you can tell them to go to a specific location. So they, and, and then you can switch on the fly, like what character you are. Okay. I mean, there's probably, a, a, there's a lot of strategy to this. I'm just not like, I'm very novice when it comes to these games. And um, I just like running around the old school hack and slash type yep. of thing. <laughs> so, um, but I mean, I got a little bit to learn in that. I'm sure there's, you know, people that are veterans in these titles being like, well, you got to do it this way. And, and, they're, and they're absolutely right. I'm just definitely a cool game. I have it pre-ordered and I'm looking forward to it. I believe it comes out next week. So Very cool. Next episode, I'll be able to talk about the full version. Awesome. Yeah, that'd be awesome. The other game I've been playing, actually, is I finally picked up uh, Cobra Kai. On yes. Switch. It is really good. Where do I start? It, it's, a, it's a fight and go right beat em up. If you, I don't know if you guys have seen the show or not. Uh, I have not. No, the show is excellent. Like I love the show. The game, it's a unique story. It has two teams. You pick a school, either Cobra Kai or Miyagi-Do, and then you have four characters per... And the story evolves. It gives you incentive to finish the game with a one school, and then you go through and do it with the other. And I don't know, I don't know spoilers here, but when you finish it with both, apparently something will happen, or it'll be an extra bit of story or something. That's what I've heard. That's but, cool. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Gameplay-wise, it plays very well. Um, you end up unlocking you, you basically your lives are four characters that you can switch with the d-pad they all have different abilities they have spec trees that you actually power up different moves i've noticed some characters are definitely mirroring um characters from fighting games that we know and love one of the one of the characters i like a lot miguel um he's basically ken masters from street fighter okay so how it works basically is you have you're, you have a jump button, you have a dodge button, you have a punch and a kick. And then what you do is the two Z triggers, you hold the Z trigger down. And as you level up and put, you know, you, you every time you uh, defeat an enemy, you unlock this in-game like currency, like these tokens. And that's how what you use to, between levels, you can either level up that a specific character or the dojo as a whole that'll give bonuses to everybody oh so when you hold down one of the triggers these four attacks appear and when you hit the four buttons you'll do an attack and you don't lose unlike the old school ones like turtles in time and, and streets of rage you don't like lose life when you do it they just have a cooldown. so like one of miguel's moves is he'll actually run forward and do like a i powered it up so he actually does like the double flaming dragon punch like nice yeah so and um one of the other characters as i got one of the girls on the miyagi-do side she has all of chun li's moves like she was literally doing the spinning bird kick and everything it was it was friggin' cool like i haven't i've put probably f- four or five hours into it i haven't quite beat the cobra kai side but i can't wait to continue through that the thing i really like about this game is 
I love beat em ups. Like they're one of my favorite genres, but in in history, I mean, beat em ups, especially co op ones, they're designed for more than one player, and sometimes they can get kind of unforgiving if you're trying to play by yourself. This game balances out with the way that with the way it allows you to level up your players. It's very doable and fun to play by yourself as well, as well with another person. Right on. I'm just, I'm just, I just pulled up some gameplay here and this looks awesome. Like there's a lot of different kinds of uh, enemies that you're facing. You look like you're interacting with the environment in a oh, lot yeah. of ways. It's like, that's a lot of weapons you're picking up off the ground. It looks like yep. a lot of fun. I, I'd seen the press release come across our website for this. Um, and I mean, I, I watched the show. I'm not going to say I'm a huge fan of it, but it's not bad, you know, but this looks like a lot of, like a lot of fun. So it, they took a lot of elements of classic beat em up games from the past and brought them together like a licensed beat em up. This is, it's one, it's very good. Like it really impressed me. And it's, uh, it's got all the, the dialogue and the story is kind of, you know, it's kind of campy and goofy, but I mean, it's, it's the karate kid. Yeah. So, but yeah. yeah, that's basically what I've been playing for the last couple of days. I've just been playing Cobra Kai. It sounds like a good time to me. Yeah, I'm having a blast with it. I'm really, I'm really happy with it. Awesome. All right. Well, that that covers what I've been playing. So, um, as so we can move on to our topic as we enter the next console generation. Let's take a look back and discuss some of our favorite PlayStation and Xbox exclusives over the years, and uh, if there's any that we hope make a comeback that maybe haven't been announced yet. And I'm going to start with Phil. What uh, what are some uh, game exclusive games throughout the years that you've really enjoyed? I uh, When I compiled this list, I basically stuck to the current generation, maybe one generation back in a, in a small handful of it. Well, one of them, it goes back quite a few generations, but we'll get to that point. We'll get to that point. I play video games of all shapes, sizes, forms. I play everything. It doesn't really sound like I really do, but if you ever see my gamer score, it's ridiculous because I do play everything. I love my Xbox simply for the fact that it does have a gamer score. I like the gamer score system much more than the trophy system. I know Sony fanboys come at me. I will take it all day. But when I think about the games, especially from this generation that stuck out, one is vastly, vastly underrated. And I kind of think slips underneath the radar because it was pretty early into the Xbox One's release cycle. And that was Sunset Overdrive. Yeah. I thought that game was just amazingly fun, a good time, super fast paced, combo driven, combat based. Goofy, silly, addictive fun. Did either of you guys play Sunset Overdrive at all? I did not. I've heard all about this. I, you know, so I started off on PS4. Okay. Um, so I didn't get an Xbox One until much later. This was on Xbox One, correct? Yep. Yeah, I, I just never really, I never really got to this title. I've heard about it. I see. I'm researching this episode. I've seen it on a lot of lists. It just never, never got played by me. If it goes on sale for cheap, grab it. If you're into like open world, nonsensical fun games. Yeah, sounds um, like a great time. It is. And speaking of open world games, the Crackdown series makes my list as well because super-powered secret agent in an open world collecting orbs to power yourself up. Hell yes, I will take more and more of that. When Crackdown 3 came out, I grabbed it right away and played the hell out of it. It's been that same way for all of them. You can play it multiplayer online. Super good, stupid fun with a nonsensical story. But again, a good time. Is there um, one on Game Pass right now? I think Crackdown 3 is on Game I Pass. I think so. I think so too. And it's jump as high as buildings can stand and punch cars and pick up cars and throw them at people and end assailants. 
just it's ridiculous it's great i think the first one if i remember it was developed by the original team that made the grand theft auto series as well crackdown one was or grand theft auto three maybe is who they originally worked for but then moved on to form their own studio go and work for microsoft made crackdown um the dead rising series also falls into this list for me of again open world mindless endless hordes of zombies saving the world from the zombie apocalypse I think most people have probably played at least part of Dead Rising or have played or seen gameplay of it where you build your own weapons, you're trying to save the world, taking pictures the entire time, which I always thought was a fun and unique mechanic because they grade you on your on your uh, photography skills and you get XP bonuses based upon such. The first one took place in a mall. It was brutally difficult. The second one got a little bit easier. The third one was a little bit easier yet. And the fourth one, I think, might even have been cross-platform at that point, but a series that I love. And probably my all-time favorite Microsoft series is Gears of War. Super bro-heavy, duck cover, bloody as hell. Story makes no sense whatsoever, but man alive, is it fun and always so polished. In Horde mode, when they added that, was a whole new level, and I made a lot of friends on Xbox that just from playing Horde mode night after night after night after night. You guys have had to have played the Gears games, right? Yeah, of course. Yep. Excellent. Yeah, I think you're going to be in good shape. I'm sure that one will probably make it to the next gen console. Yeah, there's no doubt after the way <laughs> yeah, that after the way that Gears Five ended, that one's coming back. And I'm assuming right. they'll do another crackdown as well. I hope there's another Sunset Overdrive, but I don't necessarily. I don't know because nothing really ever came out after that with Sunset Overdrive, which is too bad. I'm sure they'll do another Dead Rising as well. What do you guys want to tackle your Xbox list? Yeah, go for it, Matt. Yeah. So. Uh, Okay, I'm lucky enough that a lot of the games that I've played growing up that I would like to have seen come back have come back. We talked about Crash Bandicoot earlier. Uh, I played a lot of Fable, uh, Mm -hmm. which has been teased. Nothing really definitive there, but I mean, there's a a tease trailer, I think. So somehow I forgot all about Fable when making my list. Mm -hmm. I did too. <laughs> probably because it's been 15 years since Fable 3. Probably not quite 15, but you know what I mean. Probably. Yeah, but you know, I think Fable 1, 2, and 3 are all on Game Pass. So I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But the two games, three games, I actually have five games, but we'll just stick to two or three. SSX Tricky on Xbox. Oh, so yes. good. Yes. I mean, yes. what a great... When I thought of... This is the first game I wrote down. I mean, that snowboarding game, but it was cartoonish and fun. You could charge up and do the worm on your snowboard and do flips and it's just downhill speed what a game really enjoyed that one the other one i have down here is twisted metal I, oh yeah that was a sony game though that was a sony i'm sorry i don't have it broken up by console but, <laughs> yeah. i mean yeah <laughs> I mean, but this is. is definitely one that i i think they had a 2000 remake that might have come out like on the ps3 or it might have been a newer uh, Twisted Metal, but it's been a, a long time since there's been a new iteration of that. Yeah, I think the most recent one was Black, and those games were awesome. Yes. Yeah. So I would argue that even might be the original Battle Royale game. When I bought the um, modem for my PS2 way back, it actually came with Twisted Metal Black, and you can nice. play it online with the uh, the network adapter, yeah. Yeah, very cool. I, I was a fan of the Infamous series which i think was also on playstation that was also a playstation but such a good series as well and we haven't seen one of those forever either now that you mention it there was a second son yep uh that came out that was meh i I don't think it was as good as the the first or second ones but yeah i think i've really enjoyed just the the powers the abilities the different characters especially in in second son and the expansion of that first light chasing light whatever that were those 
Were those put out by Sucker Punch as well? I believe so. Not Man. sure. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, I think they were. But again, I'm sticking with the same as you. Don't quote me on it. But I think they were yep. Sucker Punch games. Yes. Um, I also have, I think this was an ex- the Perfect Dark. Like yep. Perfect Dark Zero. Uh, it was yep. really enjoy, again, online first-person shooters. Uh, so played a lot of that um, back in the day. And you know, I thought that was a pretty good title. You know, I don't know if they're going to bring it back because of comp- you know competing with all the other it's kind of narrowed down like Battlefield, Halo, and Call of Duty as your first-person shooter games. But it this one's it's pretty narrative-driven though. They could definitely bring it back because mm-hmm. sure. I mean, in Rare, Rare, Rare makes good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Rare made good stuff. Sorry, some of their more recent <laughs> stuff hasn't been the greatest. Uh, yeah. Although Sea is not awful. I've played around with Sea of Thieves. Oh. I don't hate it. Rare peaked when he, they worked with Nintendo. That, yeah, that- I would agree to that. Yeah. Okay. Which is the first Perfect Dark and Goldeneye, and then they got signed their Microsoft deal and put out the uh, damn I don't remember the name of it, but there's a zombie game that they put out that was not the best. <laughs> Ghosts and Ghoulies or whatever. What was it? Grabbed by the Ghoulies. Grab- that's what that was it was. It. I, uh, yeah. And they also yeah. made Battletoads. Little kickback to last episode. They made. Oh, yes, yeah. they did. Yep. Uh, and I don't think I could ever be on a. A podcast talking about games i hope that come back i know it wasn't an exclusive but i hope they bring back ncaa college football oh yeah uh, i would love for that as well yeah. i know it's off topic it's not an exclusive but it's definitely a series that needs to come back uh, oh, it could be an exclusive depending on who gets the license yeah yeah it's really an ncaa issue i mean right it would be like trying to buy an Xbox right now or a PlayStation. It'd be impossible <laughs> to find a copy of that game if they brought it Did, back. It'd be off didn't, the shelves. Didn't 2K get some kind of rights back to football and they were going to do some kind of you know NFL Blitz-esque game? I yeah, thought I'd, I'd heard, heard that. that. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, I'm not a hardcore football guy, but um, those Blitz games, I don't care. You could put in Blitz 2000 right now and you could just, it doesn't matter. Those games are just so much fun. They're, they're NBA jam, just football. Yep. And same okay. with NHL hits as well. Like yeah. just that entire aspect of that, like that big sporting, not, or I should say that arcade sporty type of yeah. field game. And like it's MLB too bad that genre hits. went away. Yep. God, I forgot all about hits and I own both of those. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. I love the arcade type stuff. If they do bring back NCAA, Matt, you and I need to get some kind of a dynasty type of a thing going on together online because I used to play the hell out of the NCAA games. I don't touch Madden games, but the NCAA ones would come out and I'm just like, yep, I will go ahead and pick that up. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds like a plan. Oh, I was just going to ask if Matt had anything else on his list. Uh, No, not really. I mean, I have Fusion Frenzy down here. It's just a great... A great game. The launch Throwback time. party game, yes. Yeah, I, yeah. I, mean, I almost I had that online too. They could probably bring it back and put some new levels and, and whatever, but just that classic, you know, sleeping over at my friend's house and, and playing Fusion Frenzy and Halo all night. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a great time. That's all I got. All right. Yeah, um, for Xbox at, uh, games, I have some. Um, I'm going to start off with the the big one is uh, for the original Xbox. I'm going to go with the original Halo Combat Evolved. I mean that yes. we you could we could do a whole everything on just the Halo in general revitalize the first person shooter and it was the reason I wanted an Xbox because at the time the textures and the graphics I mean I just remember the first time when you're in one of the first levels and Master Chief looks down at the ground and you could see blades of grass mm-hmm. I mean to I mean in in today's world it is probably not as impressive to people but it was amazing then and 
the first Halo is still out of I've played the first five of them and I do enjoy the them as a whole, but the first one is still my absolute favorite story wise and and ever in gameplay wise. Halo was a literal game changer for a game. It was. Like mm-hmm. you had people like all of a sudden lugging their Xboxes 20 miles away to go to their friend's house with as well as like a 19 inch tube TV in the back of their car just to go and set up a LAN party and go play Halo with all their we, buddies, man. Like yeah, that was a game changer. It was. We had um, multiple times around that time in this in my house, we would have um, four Xboxes hooked up to four TVs with for, with uh, Ethernet cords run up and down hallways, hubs plugged into random things to keep yep. everything together. <laughs> I mean, and that was insane. That was like it was it was sixteen players, and back then mm-hmm. it was incredible. And it was all we'd have a great time, get some pizzas, and just sit back and play some land party Halo. Like you don't you don't experience that anymore. You know, no, just land parties in general. Like the return of that. I mean, couch co ops essentially the same thing but not really yeah i don't know man like even just hooking up two og playstations back to back to like play games with your friends and stuff i remember sitting over at my friend andy andy's house and uh we'd sit there and we'd play command and conquer red alert until five o'clock in the morning just because Mm -hmm. like we'd have two tvs set up back to back like battleship basically like the battleship boards would be and like we'd sit there play command and command and conquer until whenever just because, like, it was that experience and the bonding experience, which you don't get. Anymore, yeah, I mean, the Xbox really, like, Xbox really, like, defined online multiplayer. I mm-hmm. mean, and Halo, yeah. really Halo 2, I feel like, was really, like, the it, the yeah. big popping off of, it really enhanced the gameplay. That's when you could, like, start, like, jacking vehicles from people. Yep. You could dual wield. You, could, you had the energy sword. Like, that was, like, peak online, like, boom of online gaming uh, with Halo and Halo 2. Absolutely. I feel like now they're just trying to recapture that and maybe they are, but I don't know. But no, Halo 2, that was it. That was what brought it to consoles 100%. And maybe that's the reason why the new one's delayed is because they're trying really hard to get that lightning back in the bottle again. I really hope so. I mean, I feel like, you know, not to get off topic, but some of the Halo games are just, it just seems so slow compared to like, Call of Duty, the fast pace of the gameplay, and right, it just feels like it's just a little bit behind. It's just hard to get as into it as some of the newer versions. So hopefully, some some magic can come out of the new Halo. Agreed. The ones that I've gone back to in Halo is uh, I love the first one story wise campaign, and I really liked Reach as well. Those are the ones because mm-hmm. Reach mm-hmm. was the first one I believe in the Halo sense that added the Horde mode. Yep. Um, and stuff and i would just play that which was a lot of fun right um what else do i got for xbox um og xbox we got remember mech assault I oh yeah that. i played it that was one of the that was the first game on xbox i played on xbox live okay on the original xbox i think was mech assault it was fun it was just it, it took the mech warrior thing and made it just arcadey where you just it was basically just you use both sticks to walk and shoot and destroy things you don't have to worry about all the uh the extra stuff like on the pc and stuff that was right one oh for xbox 360 i put remember one versus a hundred oh yeah that game was so much fun yeah Oh, uh, I had to bring up one versus a hundred. Uh, so many great times that that was that had to be the first to do anything like that. It was a weekly thing. Like my wife and I and our friends, we would meet up and we would play that every Friday night for 
you know, and you I mean, yeah, you could win prizes and stuff. I don't know anybody that actually won prizes, but it was just so much fun. So much fun. The way back then, I, I believe I read it came out in 2009. Okay. And you think about the world today with how integrated everything is in social media with apps and all this crap. Like this would work better. I feel like it was ahead of its time because this would work better, I feel, now than it would back then. Well, not, I don't mean work better, but I feel like it would definitely work again. I think it would definitely have more steam going for it now yeah. than it did back then. And I even back then, though, I, a lot of people that I knew played it at the time. Yeah. That was so much fun. I wish they yeah, it was back. So that, that's my one 360. Because the thing is, I was looking and basically, if I was trying to stick to basically exclusives, I mean, just like you guys too, most of the games that I could mention that I loved on these various systems were not so-called exclusives to one or the other company mm-hmm. right? on both. What else do I got? Um, oh yeah, and then for Xbox One, I put the Rare Replay. Yep. I mean, Christian mentioned it last week. And the Rare Replay is just like, if you own an Xbox One, it's on Game Pass. It's worth it because it is just a treasure treasure chest of just rares, just their best games from, from the ZX Spectrum to the NES up through Xbox up through perfect dark and all yeah, that. Yeah, they had all the 360 on there. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, so... And even that, like your Banjo-Kazooies and stuff are on that, and those games were a lot of fun. Rare Replay is definitely worth it. Yeah, that's... I mean, that's like a... Uh, that's definitely um, a reason to own an Xbox mm-hmm. system. So... And those are the games I mentioned for Xbox. Would you like to move on to... Phil, what do you got for PlayStation? Uh, my Sony list is going to be very short because... I know everybody loves Sony exclusives, but again, I'm kind of an Xbox fanboy. Um, Spider-Man's going to make my list. I can't not put Spider-Man on That's the list. That's on my list, too. That game, is, that game was a game changer. It was the Arkham Asylum of the Marvel Universe with Spider-Man in it, essentially. like Just the fun, free-flowiness of it, and Spider-Man was involved, and played beautifully, looked gorgeous. The DLC was almost even better than the game itself was. Big map, lots of secrets, lots of things to collect. I spent a lot of time with that game. Did not get the platinum trophy on it. I'm like one trophy shy of having the platinum. Don't listen, Christian. Because <laughs> I should go back and get it, but I'm not going to. I'm glad that made your list as well, because Absolutely. yeah, that's a hell of an exclusive. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn makes my list. That's on my list too. Because yes. took stealth and storytelling to the next level. Beautiful, beautiful game. Wonderfully told story. Spot on physics and mechanics. Everything about that game, I just had a really, really good time with. And I could not even begin to talk about Sony's exclusivity without bringing their major, major player and their beast, their god, if you will, of a person into this entire thing and mention Kratos and God of War. Right. Yeah. Yep. Mind-numbingly stupid, fun, bloody, gory, wonderful, dark storytelling. Love the God of War series. Every itineration that comes out, even like their their Vita releases, I went and picked up. I don't own a Vita, but I got them on the PlayStation because I love the God of War series. And we know it's coming back. It's, yeah, they teased it. Yep. The one title I wish Sony would bring back that we haven't heard from in years is the Sly Cooper series. Yes. Wow. It's been it's been a long time. What was how many how many of those did they made? Did they make three or I think four? they just did three. Mm. PlayStation three was the last one, or did I think they PlayStation? Three was the last one, yeah. I think so. Because they, or maybe it was even the PlayStation Two, because I think Three had the 
the uh, bundled package of all three of them in it. It was like the PlayStation 3 or 4 that had that. But those games were just stupid amounts of fun, beautiful cartoony, great mood set, International Thief that's a raccoon. And again, it's a game that if you haven't played, somebody needs to play these games. Again, Sucker Punch, too. Hmm, they keep putting out good games. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> Uh, and yeah, that's that's my list there. Uh, I think, Matt, did you have more to add or did you just kind of get everything out all at once? Yeah, you know, I messed up this episode from the get-go, so sorry about that. Uh, Matt, you but, did not mess up the episode. You made it more enjoyable and it fits our format of chaos. It does. Yeah, no, no, but you know, just, just listening to you there, I know I think Horizon Zero Dawn was definitely something that I would also have on my list. Uh, really enjoyed God of War. Uh, the Last of Us. Yeah, Last um, of Us is up there too. That was a good one too. Yeah, Twisted System. So, yeah, I, I completely agree. And I'm sorry I shared my games too early. No, oh, that's okay. not at all. <laughs> my, uh, let's see, I'll go with a couple here. I have some from, actually, well, I have a couple games from each except for the three because I, I never owned a PlayStation 3. Um, and I double-checked that this was a PS1 exclusive, NASCAR Rumble. That was kind of their arcade one too, wasn't it? Yes, it's kind of like yeah, it's it's very, it's comparable to like San Francisco Rush, where yep. ridiculous racing with jumps and secret paths, and it's funny because um, a lot of people like associate rightly so the uh, PlayStation One, especially with RPGs, and mm-hmm. I was not into RPGs until after I met. D and I'm going to give a shout out to D right now because I know one game that she was going to mention was Legend of Dragoon. Yes. And thank was, you. And she was also <laughs> going to mention that that's one that they she's that they w- should revisit as well because they have not touched that since the PlayStation one. That was the role playing game that broke all other role playing games for me. I could no longer play them after that because of their the timing intensive combat timing thing like i could no longer touch another just turn-based rpg after that game yeah that one when we got together i watched her play through so many rpgs a lot of them she her her playstation one collection basically is just all the best rpgs from the system that one nice uh legend of lagaya mm-hmm. um which they made a sequel to on playstation 2 legend of mana I know I'm forgetting them. Obviously, Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9. So that's a little shout out to my wife. For me, I put WWF SmackDown because I played the tar out of that game. Yep. Um, that one was fun. Not as fun as the N64 ones, but we're not talking about Nintendo 64 right now. But SmackDown was had fluid movement. The graphics, it had actually had the CD quality entrance music for the wrestlers at the time. And at that time, I was, I was into the WWF pretty well mm-hmm. back then. PlayStation 2... I put the original Guitar Hero because that was oh, what yeah. it, that's what it first came out on. So I stuck with that one. Game Changer. My buddy Tom, shout out to Tom. He ended up buying this game and he brought it over. I had not heard of it. D had not heard of it. And he's like, you guys have to check out this game. And that was just it. And then for years after that, we bought every Guitar Hero. <laughs> all the Guitar Heroes, out. all the rock bands. Yeah. So that was the beginning right there. That game was, a, and I miss those games because I, I mean, I I, they're they're kind of dead right now. I I'm guessing because I haven't heard of any of those like yes. kind of rhythm games. Yeah, not did, since they, Live or Rock Band Four. Did you ever play DJ Hero? I did. Oh, yeah, oh I, man, I, I, what I an awesome it, game! I played it in the store. I didn't own it, but that thing looked crazy. It looked awesome. Did you find it to be more difficult than the like Guitar Hero and Rock Band games were, or was that yeah. just me? 
I, you know, I don't know. It was different. It was fun because you could you could freestyle sections where you mm-hmm. could, you know do the full spin. I don't know if it's. It, I thought it was easier. It was only three colors, right? Three buttons on the turntable. This is where you're Maybe calling me old you. again, isn't it? Maybe it's just you. Yep, my slow finger is coming into play again. <laughs> was that PlayStation Two? Think so. Uh, PlayStation? That was yeah, both PlayStation and Xbox. I believe. Yeah, I think it was on both. Okay. It I think that was yeah the 360. So it might have been PlayStation 3 slash Xbox 360. Yeah, I think yeah. I had it on 360. What's really funny is I'm talking about all these rhythm games. I have no rhythm, like we <laughs> mentioned it during Matt's review last week. So I'm also gonna. I might as well just throw DDR on there too. I think that was yep. on multiple systems. But we had we went through the DDR phase when we would break pads. Those those cheap foam pads every other day. <laughs> had fun with that. Then I never had a PlayStation 3. PlayStation 4, obviously, Spider-Man and Horizon, I'll touch on briefly. Spider-Man, everything Phil said. And the voice acting and the story was so good. They they took the classic teenage Peter Parker story and they told it in modern times flawlessly in that game. Yes, they did. Absolutely flawlessly. Um, that's all I'm going to say. Like, Spider-Man's excellent. I'm looking forward to Miles Morales. Um, I'm on the fence. I mean, I'm not going to get a PlayStation 5 for a long time. I, I was thinking about possibly just picking it up on 4 and just enjoying it now. But um, I, th- I believe that's on PlayStation 4 as well. It is. If they would do the same thing that Xbox is doing where they'd give you the free upgrade, I'd grab it on the 4. But after my battle today to try to get a PlayStation 5, I'm just now going to hold out until I get it on the PlayStation 5. Is See, that I don't- the console you're going with? What's Over that? Xbox? No, it was just the fact that I... Walmart kept having sales all day long today. Like not sales, but they'd open up the time frame. And there was a time and a point that I actually had a PlayStation in my because I tried doing it with Xbox as well and I couldn't get an Xbox. And I'm like, well the hell with it. I'm just gonna try to get a PlayStation today. And I had it in my cart at one point, was going to check out, and like as soon as I hit the checkout button, it says, Sorry, everything's sold out. Try oh, again in three man. hours. And I'm just like I had a couple of choice words and I looked at my girlfriend and said, Let's go get some dinner. <laughs> Those are some good yeah. words. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm torn. I don't know what console to get. I know that could be a whole nother <laughs> podcast. I mean, but yeah, I mean, I, good luck getting one anytime this year if you did. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, I'll say, literally, is the. When I saw the trailer for Horizon Zero Dawn, because I didn't own a PlayStation 4 when I saw the trailer, that, that game was the reason we bought it. We got a PlayStation 4. Not having a PlayStation 3. The PlayStation 4 is a great jump on point because basically all the great games that I would have missed on the PlayStation 3 are available to play on the 4. Granted, I've barely played any of them, but um, Spider-Man and Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn is just everything you already said. It's amazing. Characters, um, the gameplay, the environment, the graphics, like just the story. And that... The bow felt so good in that it game, did. not to step yes. on it, but like that bow just felt amazing. They did the physics and the handling of it so well. I'm looking forward to using that thing on the PlayStation 5 controller with oh. the with the feedback on the triggers. That's gonna oh, be wow. yes. that's gonna be a game changer. Horizon Zero Dawn 2 was a huge that between that and Final Fantasy uh, 16 being exclusive mm-hmm. for D are big things in the camp of us wanting a PlayStation over an Xbox. Though Microsoft buying Bethesda and just doing so much ridiculous awesomeness with game <laughs> game pass. And I don't know which one. I mean, honestly, I, of course, just like all of us here, I'm sure I want them both. And ultimately like 
D and I play enough video games that I'm saying it, it'll take four or five years probably, but we'll end up owning both at some point. Cause that's just kind of how the world works. But right. I can't tell you right now, which one I'd actually want first. Oh, I'm a greedy person. I'm going to have both of them as soon as I can find them. Whichever one I get first is just whichever one I find first. Like That's, I'm not, yeah. I'm not messing around. Like I will have them both. And it's just as soon as I find one of the two. And if not, I'm going to get really pissed off and go buy a Wii U or a Saturn. There you go. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well it, buy a Saturn as long as you want to pay like, you know, hundred plus dollars a game. I'm not worried about the games. I just want the console. Understood. <laughs> Understood. But that's basically it. Oh, and our talks. I don't know. I don't think they've revisited this franchise since the PlayStation 2, unless I missed one on the three. But remember Jack and Daxter? I love Jack and Daxter. Yeah. I would love to see those games make a comeback, but it turns out Naughty Dog has moved on to other things. Oh, that's right. It is Naughty Dog, isn't it? They've got that whole Uncharted and Last of Us thing going for them, but maybe they could throw us a bone and give us a Jack and Daxter. I would love one. Yeah, me too. Can you can you give Uncharted a rest real quick there, Naughty Dog, and give us? Yeah, you've cranked out six of them in the last seven years. Like, just give us a Jack and Daxter, please. Yeah, throw throw a little Jack and Daxter our way, please. I'd yell at Jason Rubin, but he's not even there anymore, so I can't. Now he's with Facebook gaming. Not going to take part in Facebook gaming. Yeah, no, (laughs) no. I I, that entire concept (laughs) blows my mind. Yeah. I forgot about Facebook gaming until you you said that. Did you guys want to go? All right, so we kind of already covered. Um, Matt, which uh, what system are you going for? Because I Phil, Phil's getting both. I'm getting <laughs> both w- within the next ten year. I'll probably own both or sooner. What about you, Matt? Which one do you want? Or you both? know, I this is hard. I I don't know yet. I'm also on the fence. For me, I think that the DualSense controller is something that sets it apart i mean the xbox is just a more powerful fast xbox same controller you know good graphics but the DualSense controller is something that is truly next gen and unique unique to the ps4 i also have psvr so it makes sense to stay in the playstation ecosystem but game pass like you touched on tim is i mean that's uh, amazing um, access to a library i mean you could never buy a new game and you could always have something new to play I'll eventually own both. Which one I'm going to get first? I'm still, still on the fence. I I believe last I saw, um, Xbox made a deal with like I think they're going to include like Disney Plus in there too. So they're even throwing that in Jeez, there. Really? I think so. Yeah. After they just threw EA Access in there as well, so now you've got yeah. all this all I this mean, wonderful stuff from EA, like all the Dead Space games, all the Dragon Age games are all in there. The Mass Effect games wow. are all in there. Like I know it's incredible. Dude, like all the, it's all, seriously the. Game Pass is it's a system seller. I hate to say that, but it is because you've got hundreds upon hundreds of games that are just sitting there at your at your availability for what fifteen dollars a month. Yeah, and think about what Xbox did as well with that. What is it? The Series S? Isn't it like the same price as the Switch? Yeah, it's two ninety nine for the Series S. Yeah, which is, I mean, obviously it's watered down, but I mean, like people do with the Switch. Like most people I know, like my wife and I, we each own our own Switch. I mean, you could do that with that Xbox, really. It's incredible. I'm really the backwards compatibility for the Xbox is really good too. It can save some people a lot of shelf space. All right. Well, is anything else you guys would like to cover? No, I that's think all I we, got. Uh, think we can throw a bow on this beast. All right. This has been a this has been a good good show, guys. Thank you for uh, for joining today. Um, yeah, thanks. It was good talks. That does it for today's show. Before we go, let's go around and tell everybody how we can find us. Uh, Phil, where can people find you? You can find me at Twitter at bnow twenty three. And Matt, where can people find you? 
I'm also on Twitter at GamerHeads underscore Matt. And me, I am, I'm also on the Twitter under uh, GreatSamMan81. If you'd like what you heard tonight, please check out GamerHeadsPodcast.com for more, including reviews, press releases, and other shows like the Nindy Focus Podcast, the Controller Throwers, the Real Dudes, and Bells and Roses, a Animal Crossing podcast. And uh, thank you guys for joining us, and we hope to uh, catch us next time. Bye. Thanks for getting us your ears, everybody.